0: every service of Christian worship has a liturgy. Simply put, liturgy is the work or the service of the people. The words we say, the songs we sing, the actions that we do in worship all comprise the liturgy. Whether we find ourselves in a low church setting or in a high formalized church setting, it's important to remember that there is a liturgy present within the church. It's also important to consider what the liturgical elements are in our worship services because liturgy both acknowledges and measures the truth of the Christian faith. What I mean by that is that liturgical elements included in Christian worship serve as a source of theology for the church whereby worship then forms the belief of the church. It it forms our our desires, it forms our behaviors, the actions that we do. Historically, this idea of worship as, as formative to our belief has been known through the saying, lex orandi, lex credendi, or the law of prayer is the law of belief. Worship shapes our belief. As we learn to pray, as we learn to worship, we also learn about God. We learn about the world and we learn about ourselves. I would add to this idea though of, of Lex orandi, Lex Credendi that there's a, a third part which is Lex Vivendi or the law of prayer is the law of belief which is also the law of life. Um, to put it another way, um, worship shapes both life and, and belief, or, or, or the, the prayers that we pray, are formative to our lives as Christians as much as they're formative to our belief as Christians. So there's an important, form, there's an important formational value to worship. There's an important formational value to how the liturgy helps the church know what it believes, but also know um, how to live as the church. The hymns and the choruses that we sing, the scriptures, that we read together, the the creeds that we recite, the prayers that are prayed, the confessions that we make, the sermons that are given, our participation in the Eucharist, all of these things serve as a source of theology for the church. So then we must ask ourselves, what theological content does each action of worship provide for the church? What does it add to worship? And likewise, when certain theological content is absent, what um, elements are missing? Um, if, if we start to, 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 uh, to, to take away certain actions of liturgy or certain um, aspects of liturgy, what then theologically becomes missing in our churches? Because liturgy in worship makes a claim about God. It, it makes claims about God's character. It makes claims about God's nature. Um, It remembers and recites the story of God. It proclaims his mighty acts of salvation. It anticipates the promises that God has for the future of the world. The natural result then is that liturgy increases the faith of the church. It gives comfort in times of of mourning and and difficulty and trouble. Um, It it gives hope to the church. Um, And it also teaches and challenges the church in ways of holy living. Another way to think about the importance of liturgy is that liturgy cultivates orthodoxy within the church. Now the word orthodoxy a lot of times is understood in terms of doctrine or theology, but really when we break down orthodoxy into its, its original roots, ortho and doxo, um, we, we get a, a, a broader understanding of what orthodoxy means for the worship of the church. The prefix ortho, means right or correct Um, this is familiar to us in in terms like orthodontics or orthopedics Um, those are medical terms about correcting something that's wrong with our bodies Um, so ortho has this this idea of correction or rightness to it Um, secondly in terms of orthodoxy um, the the second root there is is the term doxo um, which means glory or praise so when you put these two roots together, orthodoxo, orthodoxy, um, we get this idea that orthodoxy is, in fact, right praise or correct worship. And that is the purpose of liturgy, is to help us praise God rightfully, um, to give correct praise to God. Um, that our worship might be right before God. And, and so that's what we're seeking to do. The liturgy is seeking to cultivate orthodoxy within the church. And so, again, it's, it's important for us to remember that every service of worship has a liturgy. Whether the liturgy is highly structured and formal or whether it's more informal and spontaneous, the words and the actions that we, that we do, the words that we say, the actions that we do in worship are formative to the church. Since the liturgy of worship serves serves as a source of theology for the church, we have to realize that no matter how formal or informal it is, it must be both biblically and historically grounded. When we begin to substitute or eliminate creedal and historical elements of worship, we begin to change that source of theology. And then um, we, we are failing to worship God in his entirety, or we're failing to correctly worship God, to worship God in orthodox ways. When worship isn't based on biblical and historical truths of the Christian faith, the worship of the, of the church often then begins to draw from um, alternative sources um, rather than those, those, those Orthodox sources. Um, and as, as, as worship draws from alternative sources, it then begins to change its source of theology. More often than not, it turns towards culturally-based liturgies rather than um, the historically and biblically-based liturgies images and symbols in our songs and our sermons and our worship space then are, are primarily drawn um, from, from things like entertainment media rather than from Scripture itself. Um, historic Christianity is set aside for the sake of innovation and progress um, and as a result the unique and distinct voice known in the church's liturgy is, is lost and identification of the Christian church really shifts from being um, identified primarily in the kingdom of God and more towards a cultural imitation. Um, rather than the church helping the, or rather than sorry, rather than liturgy helping the church um, meaningfully exegete and engage culture, instead worship becomes um, one more thing competing for the attention of culture, and the focus of, of worship shifts from this God-oriented prayer being offered from the congregation um, uh, to God um, and and more of a human orientation that seeks personal or individual satisfaction. Um, In his book, Who Gets to Narrate the World? Robert Weber states that much of worship in the 21st century has has really become this entertaining program that is trying to present Jesus in a winsome way to the culture. As a result, worship becomes more focused upon personal appeal um, or attraction, um, and and it falls victim to these cultural liturgies. It it falls victim to bringing in these elements of culture and and, and trying to look a lot more like the culture and and entertain people than it does in trying to meaningfully engage people and inform people in holy ways. this is a very concerning thing for church leaders, or it should be at least. Because if for no other reason, the axiom still holds true of lex orandi, lex credendi, lex vivendi. The way of prayer, the law of prayer is the, the way of belief, which is the way of life. Worship sh- forms and shapes our belief and our living. So, if we're more culturally formed, we're going to find ourselves looking a whole lot more like the culture than we are in any any um, biblical and historical patterns of the Christian faith. If worship imitates culture, then our lives um, will follow suit. Of course, worship is not the only place in the church where formation occurs, but it is a very important one. Uh, the soul purpose of worship is not uh, spiritual formation, but that doesn't give us reason to ignore the fact that any service of worship is formative. I think that there's certain things that we need to keep in front of us then because um, of the formative nature of worship, because worship is such a a source of theology. Um, We need to continually ask ourselves questions such as, How is worship forming our congregations? What is the source of theology to our worship? Um, Are we pulling more from culture or we find ourselves grounded in biblical and historical uh, foundations of the faith? Um, How how is our liturgy allowing the church to remember and recite the story of God? Um, How is it anticipating his future desire for the world? And how are we meaningfully engaging our congregations in ways of holy living so that they might um, go out into the world and, and build the kingdom of God. Um, and, uh, and, and finally, when we look at our churches, do we see that holy living cultivated? Um, do we see the theology of worship um, providing orthodox lives or, or forming orthodox lives in our congregations? Or is there something absent there? And if it is absent, is there maybe something that needs to be implemented in our services of worship so that holiness might increase. So those are some things to, to think about um, but, uh, but as, we, as we approach worship, as we look at worship, we cannot forget worship is a source of theology for the church and that is um, embodied in the liturgy of the church.